Go. What are you doing? I'm dying. Stop dabbing. Hey guys, and welcome to episode two of Girls, Ghosts, and Ghouls. I'm C. I'm Key. And today we're doing our second ghost story fun times. I know Keelan said that she had never had any witness to any kind of paranormal activity, but this week we kind of had two weird incidents with the number six. Six, six. Six, six. <laughs> six, six, six. So the first one, you want to tell this one? I don't even know what story The Starbucks story. No, you can <laughs> What? Okay. Well, I totally forgot about that. I was like, what do you need to story? You forgot? Okay. You were like freaked out by that. Okay, so I won't get into the specifics, but we told our cousin some ghost stories when we were out for lunch and she was pretty freaked out and she was like oh I'd like I don't think that I believe in that like I don't think I believe in that (laughs) but yeah so we were like okay whatever so then after lunch we went to Starbucks and we all kind of got our drinks and Got got our Starbucks drinks and she used her rewards app with her gift card on it and she scanned it and when she got her remaining balance it was what six dollars and 66 cents exactly yeah so she was like oh my god never tell me ghost stories ever again look at this and so we were both pretty freaked out by that and then yesterday we went to Um, which is like a small amusement park yeah in just outside the city and every ride that key got on was number six but like the first one i knew it was number six i just got on it because it was like in front of me and, but then apparently on the other ones i didn't even know like i just got on a random one and i was in being six yeah and i kind of noticed and then at first i thought she was doing it intentionally it's like why does she keep picking like number six so I brought it up to her and then she was like what what are you talking about I was like every ride that you've gotten on today has been number six she's like what and then after she got on another ride and this one is like you don't get to pick it was kind of like a ferris wheel where it just whatever one comes down you get on that and she and our cousin got on and she looked down she was like oh my god because it was number six and I was just like I can't and she's like now I'm freaked out spooky so those are Keelan's two paranormal experiences of the week and oh yeah and we were at our aunt's lake the other day and she had she still has yeah these bruises on my inner thighs looks like someone's like grabbing me yeah there's like these marks that look like fingerprints basically and it's on both both thighs and yeah she doesn't know how she she was like don't hurt yeah and she's like did i bump into something i was like well that's like a really weird shape for you to have bumped into something but i bumped into like spikes yeah like several on both legs and didn't notice (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah, that's that. Another thing we failed to mention last time, we didn't really introduce ourselves. Well, we did, just not 
any details. This is like the third time we've mentioned a shared aunt and shared cousins, and that's because we're sisters. Yeah, it's not What? How else would we have a shared aunt? <laughs> we might be cousins. We could be like, I don't know. It could get more complicated than that, but... Anyway, more sisters. <laughs> if you hadn't figured that out already. Yeah, so today we're going to cover the story of the Hellfire Club in Dublin, Ireland, which is where my dad's from. And when I found this story, I got really excited. And I <laughs> asked him if he'd been there, and he said no. <laughs> so that was disappointing, because I thought maybe he would have some first-hand experience with the location, but sadly he did not. Key, are you ready for this? Yeah. But are you really? Because yeah. it's pretty messed up, I'm not even going to lie to you. So the Hellfire Club wasn't always called that. Originally, a guy called William Connolly decided that he wanted a hunting lodge up in the Wicklow Mountains, and he wanted somewhere that was kind of isolated but where he had a really nice view of the county and where he could also go hunting and be by himself. So at the time he was the speaker of the Irish House of Commons and he was super super wealthy and he wanted somewhere that he could brag about and that was big and he could oh my god Willow get off the computer. <laughs> Okay, so he wanted to build this hunting lodge. So what he ended up doing was going up to the hilltop on Mount, Mount Pellier Hill, I believe it's called. It's like southwest of Dublin City, and it overlooks the city. His first mistake was picking this location because um, this hill was a Neolithic passage grave, which means like it was basically a tomb. Yes. So it was like an ancient pagan tomb. So it's built out of like stone and usually has like a really narrow entryway. And their entrances are marked by these large stacks of stones, which the humans put there so people can come and like pay their respects. Mm -hmm. Basically like a graveyard, but an ancient graveyard. <laughs> so, <guess> yeah. <laughs> An oldie times graveyard. So in the early 18th century, he's like, yeah, I'm going to build my hunting lodge here because I can do whatever the want. Whatever the want. Whatever I want because I'm rich and that's all that matters. So not only did he pick a really like shitty location because, dude, this is an ancient burial ground. <laughs> but then he was like, I know I'm super rich, but I don't care. What I'm going to do is take all of these tombstones and build my building out of them. So he took down all these like ancient cairns and tore up the tomb basically and used all the stones to build his hunting lodge. Like the thing that's on top of the grave? Yeah. So like picture going to St. Boniface graveyard, taking all the headstones and then using those to build like a house. Okay. St. Boniface graveyard where the cathedral is? Oh, where Larry Rail's buried, yeah. Anyway, so he took all of these and built the lodge out of it. First mistake. Well, second mistake, really. First mistake was picking this location. Second mistake was using all of these stones to build it. Why do you think that was a good idea? I don't think he cared, honestly. But, like, then how did he even get that idea? 
because he just saw them and was like, hey, these would make good building stones. Let's do it, rich people. <laughs> anyway, so he built this home on the hill using the stones. Um, and a lot of the people that lived in the area were super terrified because they thought he not only disturbed this ancient graveyard, but now he's offended the old pagan gods and possibly like Satan. <laughs> So they're like, you've not only offended the old pagan gods, but you possibly have also offended the devil. And that theory only was reinforced after he, just when he finished building the lodge, a huge storm rolled in and the whole roof of the lodge was blown off of the house and he had to reconstruct it. That's a sign to stop construction. Yeah, that's a sign that no one is happy with you doing this but whatever so he did it he rebuilt it he repaired it after it got broken and he named it Montpellier which is how the hill got its name after that he built it and the storm blew the roof completely off in 1725 wait I thought this was the early 1800s no eight the 18th century which is the 1700s history is hard Anyway, so he rebuilt the roof after that happened, and the original one is still there now. So the devil was like, bitch, blew it off, and then he rebuilt it. And he was like, ugh, I can't be bothered to do this again. But I'm still not happy with you. So the guy, like, went through all this trouble to build this stupid hunting lodge. And this happened in 1725, and then he died in 1729. So he barely, like, he didn't really even get to enjoy it because he only had, like, four... Like, four years before he died, after he built it. What's a hunting? A hunting lodge? It's like you go up there when you want to go hunting. <laughs> it's like a cabin, basically. That's a thing. <laughs> anyway, so then it was abandoned for a really long time after that because, you know, he died. <laughs> Didn't have anyone to leave it to. Because it was so abandoned, this club was looking for a new place to meet. And this club was called the Hellfire Club. They played Diamonds and Dragons. <laughs> They played a lot of things that were not good, but Dungeons and Dragons was not one of them. So Dungeons and Dragons are good. I'm no, I'm saying that what they did was way worse. If any, there are people that think that Dungeons and Dragons isn't good. So like this was like why is it not good? Beyond, I have no idea. I'm not an expert. Anyway, so they were looking for a new place to meet because initially this chapter of the club, this was like a like a secret society type club. Ooh. And this was specifically like the Irish chapter. Like this wasn't the only one. They originated it in London and they had a couple different chapters there, but this was like the, like a chapter like is like, um, like if you start a club and you have different chapters, you would have a different chapter in like every city. So you're all part of like, say girl guides, but you might be. Winnipeg Girl Guides or you might be like St. Boniface Girl Guides and those are all different chapters but you all belong to the same club if that makes sense yeah yeah like using Winnipeg and St. Boniface was a bad example I know well sorry I was just trying to make you understand Girl Guides this was nothing like Girl Guides <laughs> just FYI but this so this club was initially meeting in like a pub in the city, um, but the same... Yeah, that means bar in Irish. Yes. And 
They wanted a special location to meet, though, because other fraternal organizations were also meeting in this pub. So, like, the Freemasons were meeting there. Um, the They were meeting there, and another club that I can't remember were also meeting there. So they were like, we need our own space. And they wanted kind of an isolated space so that they could do their crazy things and no one would be... Uh, privy to what they were up to. So the Hellfire Club began renting the hunting lodge from his family in 1735, but the Hellfire Club itself actually started in 1719 in London, but King George I quickly made it illegal. What? It's a good on you, King George I. Yeah, he was like, whoa, like you guys are out of control. Because basically he said it was like a club for entitled rich young men who had nothing to do and no work. So they basically passed their time engaging in immoral acts. And they said the Irish Hellfire Club was even worse than all the other Hellfire Clubs. So the Dublin Hellfire Club was known for men who were getting like really rowdy. They were drinking way too much, gambling, hiring prostitutes. (laughs) And they were um, engaging in things like animal torture and satanic. Also, that's not supposed to be They were doing, like, satanic rituals and worship. They said their motto was, Do what thou wilt. And one of the initial club founders was a Richard Parsons, who was the first Earl of Ross, and also was the Grand Master of the Freemasons of Dublin. So he was a member of both organizations. And also the Sheriff of Dublin, Simon Luttrell, was also a member. And rumor has it that the owner of the Loftus House, which is another super haunted place, was the man who originally rented this location for the Hellfire Club. But I don't know how true that is. That's just something that I've heard. This remote location, which is what drew them to it, meant that very few, if any, of what they were doing could be witnessed or verified, which only kind of added to the rumors because people were like, well, why why did they keep going up there? And they kept hearing all of these creepy stories that involved fire, ironically enough. (laughs) There's a couple crazy stories about things that happened there. It's, yeah, there's too many stories. (laughs) Okay, first of all, the president of their club, they named them the King of Hell. And they made him dress up like Satan with horns, wings, and hooves. Hooves? Hooves? Hooves. Whatever. So whoever was the president at the time, like, they made them dress up like Satan. The members, (laughs) you know, for fun. The members also were said to set a place at each meeting for the devil in hopes that he'd show up. They would leave, like, a chair for him at the table, you know, in case he wants to chill. And they also hosted black masses. So instead of, like, a normal... Like going to church, they would have like a satanic, no, like a satanic ritual and stuff in which the rumor says cats. I know Willow's sitting on you right now and she's hugging you and I can't. Cats and servants were sacrificed. Don't sacrifice my cat. No. (sighs) So they were doing some pretty messed up shit. One story states that late one night, a priest called on the house to see what was going on. 
because he'd heard all these rumors and he wanted to go there and make sure they weren't doing anything. What's the word? Satanic or I don't know. Bad, basically. Yeah, basically. So actually, okay, so this revolves around a black cat. In the story, a young man was said to go and visit to investigate the um, activities of the club. And the next morning he was found dead. That guy was not found dead at the club, though, like somewhere else. But the priest he was staying with, I guess he was staying with the priest in town, knew that he was going up there to investigate what they were up to. So he was like, well, that's not good. That's not a good thing. He's dead now. He went up there to see what's up, and now he's dead. So the priest went up to investigate what they were doing, and he opened the door and saw a whole banquet laid out. Like, there was a huge feast, and there was a black cat sitting in this chair at the head of the table, and he said that it wasn't a normal cat. It was huge. Like, it was the size of a giant beast. And That's not helpful. Like, why did you compare it to a different animal? A beast. Well, he said it was a cat, but it was... A big cat. A really big cat. Like, um, like a jaguar or something. Cusco. <laughs> like Our friend has a cat named Cusco, and he's really big, but not as big as I'm assuming this cat. He's not a beast. He's just, like... Really large. long. And, yeah. No, this is more like... It's, like, the size of a bear. Maybe. I, it doesn't specify how large, but he says it is huge. Well, maybe he's just never seen a fat cat. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's just... Sitting at a feast by itself. <laughs> the cat ate all the food, and now it's huge. And he said that its ears were shaped like horns, but happen, he happened to have a small bottle of holy water in his pocket, and he was like, whoa, like, black cat, this is creepy, and he started spraying it with holy water. <laughs> Because, you know, as you do with when you find a black cat in a chair. I did. Every time I get home. I'm like, little cat, no. Holy water. Satan repels you. No. What? That's not it. What is it? The power of Christ compels you? No. Did you say it? Satan repels you. But, I mean, I guess that works also. No, the you're power like, of Christ compels you is something like different. Fighting for Satan, you think <laughs> Satan repels you, like you're on Satan's side. <laughs> I'm confused. There is another saying that I'm thinking of that's like that, though. If you rearrange the letter Satan, it spells Santa. <laughs> that's irrelevant. Anyway, he threw holy water on this cat, and it tore itself apart, and suddenly. He started an exorcism because he was like, well, fuck, this isn't a cat. <laughs> and it completely tore itself apart. And outside, he could see the host lying on the ground. So it was like a person inside the cat. And its face and neck. That's why it was so large. <laughs> there was a person hiding in the cat. It was like the dead guy in the cat and his face and neck were all scratched with the claws so like the satanic large cat had like consumed the person Hmm. evidently yeah that's just one story (laughs) then another tale says that a young farmer went up there again because he's like the fuck are these guys up to i want to see what's up there 
So he went up and he was invited in by the members of the club who were probably drunk, let's just say. And they invited him in. They were like, yeah, come in, come see what we're up to tonight. And then he was found the next morning outside trembling and terrified. And the legend says that he never spoke for the rest of his life. He was unable to speak and unable to even remember his own name. What was his name? I don't know. (laughs) No one else does either because he doesn't remember it. Basically, they really fucked him up. Makes sense. So there's a lot of really creepy things that happened there. Some of them are kind of legends, like things that people talk about, but no one actually like had any hard, solid proof of it, I guess. But there were some really fucked up things that happened that, like, were verifiable. A guy named Henry, who was the fourth Baron Barry of Santry. Henry. Henry, I know. (laughs) He was, like, apparently one of the youngest members of the club and a really bad drunk. Like, he got really, like, violent. Typical. (laughs) A typical Henry. (laughs) His first name is Henry. So... (laughs) No, he was a really angry drunk. And one day he got really angry at his servant. Was he drunk? Yeah. And he drenched. He was really angry at his servant because the servant was sick and, like, unable to, like, serve him. Which is what, you know, servants do. Uh, He was so angry at him that he covered him in brandy and then set him on fire. Apparently, he paid people off to deal with that, so no one would figure out what happened. But then he got caught because he stabbed his other servant to death. So, dude clearly had a lot of problems. So, he got taken in, like, by the police at that time, and he got tried and convicted of stabbing his second servant to death. And at that point, people came forward. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, depends if it was premeditated or not. No, might be second degree murder. Anyway, irrelevant. This is a really long time ago. I don't think they had these degrees. But I guess after the stabbing death and he got caught for that, people came forward and they're like, oh yeah, he also burned his other servant alive. Just FYI. But this guy, after killing two people in like horrific ways, didn't have to serve any time. What? He got tried and convicted, but because he had such powerful friends in the club, they basically got him off, and he just had to spend the rest of his days in England, exiled from Ireland, but, like, got to live a normal life in England. So, you know, typical Typical rich dude. (laughs) Well, for rich people, anyway. Just saying. So that was one of the really, like, scary stories. There was another story, and, okay... So, aside from those two things, which were actual murder and not planned necessarily, they also say that they had a lot of human sacrifices. Those are the best kind. <laughs> as part of their uh, rituals. And some another time, they kidnapped and killed one of the far- local farmer's daughters and supposedly ate her as part of their ritual. Mm. Yeah. Gross. You know human flesh tastes like salty, apparently? <laughs> I mean, makes sense. Gross. It's like that's when you sweat, like your sweat salty. Yeah, I was just going to say, probably like when you're sweat, mm-hmm. you're salty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't ever want to really find out, to be honest with you. It also can make you really sick. What? It can make you really sick. 
Anyway, human sacrifices. They ate the farmer's daughter. And apparently they used to do all of these, like, satanic rituals that involved fire. And, like, a lot of times they would, like, set the place on fire accidentally. And they killed, like, a lot of their own members in these these fires. But then they would, like, cover them up after. How? I don't even know. So the very last story, and it's the most famous story, um, involves the members sitting around playing cards, drinking, having a grand old time after some crazy, <laughs> some crazy eights after murdering like twenty thousand people, just enjoying their game of cards. And the guy showed up and knocked on the door and was like, "Can I come in?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "Oh, you're playing cards. Can I come play cards?" I'm great at cards. So this is like Solo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so Han Solo showed up and... <laughs> no. This stranger showed up and joined the card game. I don't know if it was Han Solo. <laughs> we don't know, but it probably wasn't. And at one point, uh, one of the players dropped his deck and was like, oh, fuck. So then he like leaned down to pick it up. And when he looked under the table, he saw that the stranger's legs had cloven hooves. And he was like... Like a horse? Yeah. So he was like, fuck. And he was like, dude, like, what's wrong with you? Are you Satan? Or like the devil or whatever they called him at the time. And as soon as he confronted him being like, you're the devil, apparently he stood up, transformed his whole self into the devil, and he burst into flames before disappearing into the fire. But the flames didn't disappear disappear and the hellfire club went up in flames and completely burned not completely but it was burnt so badly that it was unstable so you couldn't use it anymore as a place to be they stayed in that area though. <laughs> fucking club <laughs> so they were like oh our clubhouse oh well and they just moved down the road to a place called the Stewart's house which was also owned um so they survived the fire yeah not all of them, but whoever did, like, moved down the road to this other house. Uh, but at that point, after the whole, like, you know, run-in with Satan himself. Wait, the devil's a horse? Well, they say that he has cloven feet. I don't know. Maybe it hurts less in hell. It's hot. Fire? <laughs> fire is hot. I know, but what are you talking about? Honestly, it might hurt less clothes than a feet. Like skin. Yeah, I hear you. Because they like bone Like they're like bony nails. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. That's a that's a good way of looking at it. Interesting. So after this whole run-in with Satan, <laughs> their level of activity was kind of like up and down like it wasn't consistent like it had been before and that was like through the rest of the 18th century and then when thomas whaley died in 1800 the hellfire club died with him and actually when they moved to this other house they totally renamed the club because it has such a bad reputation now it's the heaven water club basically they renamed themselves the holy fathers (laughs) i guess as like you know to be ironic but the whole club died when he died so you know, that was good. That's all the shit that happened there before, but now you can go up there and they do ghost tours. Um, Hidden Dublin Walks does like a nightly thing where you can, you all meet at a pub and then you get on this bus and go up there and then you do like a paranormal investigation. People say that they can hear screams of a woman sometimes when they're up there. Others say that they feel someone grabbing them by the neck like they're trying to 
choke them and strangle them. Other people have felt claws and been scratched. A lot of people, which is kind of a weird, weird thing to report, but a lot of people say that when they're walking through the building, something pulls on their necklaces and on their bracelets. Like, and not just, not like, oh, this is pretty, like, t- tugs on it. Like, they're, like, like ripping them off their necks so hard that they break them, and then they end up with, like, cuts. You know, like, when someone breaks a chain, they end up with cuts on their wrists and their necks from whatever it is pulling these off of them. People have also reported seeing the cat. The, ch- the giant, ghostly black cat. So, yeah, that's pretty fun. They also say that they can sometimes see vision of a barrel rolling down the hill because apparently one of the women that they killed in a sacrifice, they put her in a barrel, set it on fire, and rolled her down the hill. (laughs) As you do in a satanic ritual. (laughs) Literally never heard that happening. That's a couple of things that happened. More recently, the ghost adventures, our favorites, (laughs) some of... Went down there. (laughs) They went there and did an investigation. I haven't seen the full episode because apparently you cannot download it in in Canada Canada from iTunes. Someone fixed that. I needed to see this. But I did see some clips from it. And during the investigation, um, they said that they could hear voices talking to them. Their video cameras caught orbs going in and out of themselves as they do and they could feel themselves being affected by them and then Zach said the scariest thing that they've ever experienced happened and Aaron our favorite favorite, just started flipping out and you just hear him scream like what the hell is that and then he's screaming at everyone to like get out of the building and he comes running out and like falls to the ground and is like touching his head like crazy and they're like what happened and he said that a hand with what felt like claws or nails grabbed his ear and felt like it was trying to pull his ear and off yeah bango <laughs> it was actually the ghost of bango <laughs> now we're confused about where we are but yeah, so he was really messed up. Like, and he just looked terrified. And they were like, okay, but like, are you okay? And he's like, no, something just grabbed my ear. Something with nails just grabbed my ear. And they were like, okay, like, that doesn't sound that weird. It's like, like a normal thing. <laughs> like, for them, especially this is like season nine, like, you've been pushed downstairs, you've been yeah. scratched. Aaron got locked in that insane asylum. <laughs> but yeah, like, sat on his head. <laughs> So yeah, like he was really, really like scared and you could just see it. And uh, yeah, so he said, something touched me that was bad. He's like, something that touched me that shouldn't have touched me. And he was really messed up after that. So things are still happening. Sadly, like the building is still mostly there actually. It's missing a lot of the roof and all the doors and windows and yeah the fire all of the doors and windows and stuff were burnt up and they're really tiny but you can still like you have to kind of like crouch down and like get to get in there because I think the floor is kind of built up so much over the years with dirt and stuff but people go there all the time it's really sad though when you you like look at pictures because it looks so eerie and really creepy and you go up there and people have 
spray painted on it like Barney forever. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's on there. But I'm just kidding. Like, that's people, so random. <laughs> that was the first name that came to my head. Barney. Barney, um, Barney forever. I loved Barney. Anyways. Oh, like, yeah, just, like, stupid stuff. Stupid stuff. Like, they're just spray painting, like, hearts and their initials like, or whatever. And it's weird because I don't know if they're all using the same spray paint or if it's the same person, but they're all in this, like, neon green kind of color. And I don't know if they're just spray painted in that color or maybe the paint's oxidizing and turning that color because the building has a lot of green algae on it too. But it's really sad because it's all in complete disrepair. And then if you go through and look, like you can tell people go there like dr get to get drunk and like probably like ghost hunt. Ross. There's... Oh yeah, that one says Ross with a smiley face. Um, but yeah, there's pictures of like beer bottles and beer cans like spread throughout this place. So people probably go up there to drink and scare each other and that's the story of the hellfire club uh i've been to ireland a ton of times and i've been to dublin a ton of times and no one's ever taken me there which is you know interesting because because why would you want to go there this is what i don't understand <laughs> i would love to go there to see if something with nails grabbed my ear or ripped my necklace off or ripped my bracelet off. I would go in there with nothing grippable on. And it's weird, though, because during the day, it looks, from the outside, like, it looks almost normal. Yeah, like a castle. Like, it looks really, like, in the sunlight and stuff, it just looks normal. People go up there and, like, kids play outside and, like, run around with their dogs. And then as soon Not as... their dogs! Their dogs! That don't get sacrificed. It's just the cats, remember? <laughs> But once nightfall comes, dun, 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 that's when it gets scary. So, I mean, it'd be okay to go during the day if, if you wanted to go, but I would rather do that tour where you go at night. But they say it is the location of the most paranormal activity in Ireland. Oh, in Ireland. In Ireland, which is saying a lot. And Dublin. Oh, another weird thing I wanted to mention, not, well, kind of weird, but so that story about the devil with his cloven hooves. Basically, the identical story or a very similar story happened in hell. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Well, maybe. I haven't been there. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. But no, it happened at the Loftus house. And I remember I told you the guy that had initially rented this location also owned the Loftus house. And yeah. So basically the exact same thing happened to people that were staying at his house at the time where a guy showed up, stayed with them for a while. And one night they were playing cards and the daughter s dropped her card and like, or what? why do people drop their cards? so easily? She didn't drop it. Hers was missing. Like she was like, Hey, I had five cards and now I only have four. Like, where's my card? And it was sitting on the ground and she was like, what the hell? And she like leaned down to get it. And she saw under the thing. He had hooves, and she was like, "The devil! You're if the I devil!" That, I'd be like, "I'm, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna leave." No, I just well, she freaked out and was like, "Oh my god, you're the devil!" And then he again jumped up, flipped out. He did not. He vanished through the roof and left a hole there, which apparently is still there to this day. And again, this is all at the same time because it was the same guy. So people are wondering if this guy, because of his activities with the Hellfire Club, if he was bringing like Satan into these places with him because that's a weird coincidence if we were having a game of goldfish and i dropped my cards and i said that i'd be like yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. It's 
I mean, I wouldn't point it out. Or even like, if I did point it out, I wouldn't be like, you're the double. I'd be like, oh, I like your shoes. And I would just leave it I like your cloven hoof <laughs> shoes. It's beautiful. Yeah, I probably would just be like, fuck this. I gotta go to the bathroom in the next town. <laughs> okay, bye. Oh, we're out of toilet paper. I'll go to somewhere else. <laughs> I will leave forever. So yeah, so this dude, he was up to some fucked up shit because I mean that that's two places that he's been attached to where this has happened and like that's not normal. But another possibility is that this is like a folklore tale and people are just getting it mixed up yeah. where it happened. You know, like some people are like, oh no, it happened here, and other people are like, no, it happened at the healthcare club. Who knows? Either way, it could have happened at both, which is what people say happened. But either way, the place burned down somehow probably with their satanic maybe they lit another girl on fire anyway the moral of the story is don't like girls on fire <laughs> well don't sacrifice cats <laughs> no i was gonna say that like young rich people need hobbies <laughs> that don't involve satanism or fraternal organizations you know play some sports play dungeons and dragons <laughs> yeah that would be safer get a ouija board no no don't do that <laughs> That would be bad. Yeah. Don't do that. I love that, like, our mom, she's never been like, don't play with a Ouija board because they don't work. They don't work or, like, it's stupid. Or it's stupid or, like, it's, like, the devil's work or anything like that. She was just always like, don't play with a Ouija board because you don't know what you're doing and you're going to fuck shit up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and we are all like, oh, okay. Yeah. My dad, too, actually. And he, like, told me a really creepy story that he witnessed of his friends playing with a Ouija board. And he was like, never do that. I was like, okay. And to this day, I have not. But I kind of am tempted. You don't want... No, you thought you wanted to. No. I will from a distance. What does that even mean? I will... You can FaceTime me. (laughs) No, you can't. It'll go through the phone. Yeah. Haven't you seen... I'm fine. No. Yes. I haven't seen. Oh, but that was the movie I was thinking of, where they were, like, on Skype. And they're like, hey, everybody. And they're like, oh, my God, I think they died. And she puts her hand in a blender and then turns it on. What? I thought you hadn't seen it. I hadn't, but I've seen, like, the commercials for it. Oh. It's either her hand or her head. I think it's her hand. Yes. I don't think I'll ever do it, but, like, I'm very tempted. If anyone has done it and had, like, okay experiences or terrifying experiences, feel free to share because I'd be quite interested to know what happened. Because I've only ever known one person that's personally done it, I think. I know, like, it's dumb, but, like, girls at my school have, like, made, like, a DIY Ouija board. Yeah, you can do that. Spirit board. And used it at our school. And? And, like, they said things happened by well, I mean, there's no, lots of... they're, like, the dumb... They don't listen to this because they know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of dead nuns there, so, I mean, I believe stuff would happen. Yeah, but, like, the stuff they were saying that would happen wasn't, like... Oh. It was, like... Stupid stuff. stuff. Yeah. It wasn't actually, like... Believable. Paranormal. Ah. Well, that's dumb. If you have some cool experiences, feel free to share it. Share them with us. Share, share us. us <laughs> share us with them also. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work. Either way... <laughs> hit us up you can also hit us up if you have any recommendations for stories that you'd like to hear or places you'd like us to cover thanks to everyone who already listened to us and who have been sending us tweets and stuff it's awesome we love you yeah makes us feel loved and appreciated so you can email us your stories at or your thoughts just like tell us how you're feeling today 
whatever. Just reach out. You know, we're here for for you. You can email us at girlsghostsandghouls at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter at... I have no idea. What is it? <laughs> you should learn this. G-G. No. Girls GG Podcast. Podcast. At Twitter. No. Yeah. Well, no, it's on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Instagram at... You don't know either. No. You need to learn you, these you things. You think you're changing them. No, Girls, Ghosts, Ghouls is Instagram. And now we have a Facebook fan page, which is www.facebook.com slash Girls, Ghosts, Ghouls. And our own website is www.girlsghostsandghouls.com. What are you saying? (laughs) Interrupting. (laughs) The hell. All right, so thanks for listening to us. I hope you stay tuned. We're going to have another episode for you next Wednesday. Uh, We don't know what the theme is yet, but we have decided that we're going to cover a local ghost story once a month, which means Manitoba or Winnipeg, (laughs) but probably Manitoba because there's so many. But yeah, so we're going to do those once a month, probably um, the first Wednesday of every month because it just seems a little bit easier but yeah so thanks for listening thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week or you'll hear us talking at you more specifically yeah. <laughs> okay thanks guys bye